0: This is Blind Like Me. Hello, everyone. Interviews, information, and reviews related to living with a vision disability. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been visually impaired since birth. He's been in radio for 30 years and also hosts the podcast Inside Today's Country. Tim has never let his lack of vision stand in his way.
1: Hi there, it's Tim. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Blind Like Me. We appreciate you following along and subscribing to our podcast. And don't forget, make sure you give us five stars. That just helps other people find Blind Like Me. Well, speaking of finding our podcast, we have to say a big hello to the Georgia Radio Reading Service in Atlanta, Georgia. They have now picked up Blind Like Me and are adding our podcast their programming. We're very excited to have those folks on board and hello to everyone who's listening in Georgia. We've also got a brand new website out, blindlikeme.net, blindlikeme.net. That is our brand new dedicated website to this program. And we ask you to go and check it out. You've got all the information on our website about Blind Like Me, about myself. And of course, you can check out all of our episodes as well. This week, we meet up with a gentleman by the name of Kyle Pleasant from Oregon. Kyle is a visually impaired massage therapist, but it wasn't his first career. Kyle's had some interesting experiences in his life, including backpacking across the UK. He's also got a book, a podcast, and of course, a massage therapy practice. Kyle Pleasant joins us from Oregon. Thank you. It's good to be here. This is uh, another connection that we made. Uh, we made a video uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess almost a month ago now, uh, yeah. that we uh, we said, hey, we have a, uh, a podcast and we want to connect to the blind and visually impaired community. We put that out on, uh, on Blind Talk. And uh, you were one of the guys that reached back to me, which is really kind of fun. Uh, and, and said, Hey, you know what? I've got a neat story. Uh, I am a massage therapist. I'm blind. And I went, Oh, that's cool. Because that was actually one of the things that when I was younger, uh, somebody said that, Hey, you should go into that. And I thought, well, eh, I don't want to do that too much reading, but you have gone into that. So let's find a little bit about, uh, Kyle. First of all, uh, you're visually impaired, right? You have no vision in your right eye.
0: Yeah, that's correct. It was due to a retinal attachment when I was a teenager.
1: Okay, uh, and then limited vision in your in your other eye as well, right? Right. Excellent.
0: In my, in my left eye, yeah, I had uh, when I was born, I had cataracts, and in the seventies, they didn't have the uh, the technology in order to uh, uh, you know zap the cataracts out with a laser like they do now. So mm-hmm. they removed the lenses from both of my eyes, and of course, the doctors were like concerned that I wouldn't have any vision at all. But I guess. The- I can naturally, uh, align itself to make it uh, a, a natural focal length on, on its own. Mm-hmm. So I did have some limited vision. You know, of course I was the kid, you know, in, in the front of the class with the the special large print books and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cause I went to public school. So I was always the, you know, the blind kid in, in, in the school, you know, people would, you know, it's like, you know, I, that was my label or whatever it is. I had the nice thick glasses and, uh, the large print books, and, and, and you know, usually the teachers would kind of, you know, put me aside to give me, you know, a ex- little extra help if, if I had some kind of vision issues, and that was pretty much my uh, elementary and adolescent years, uh, as far as my vision is concerned, and then, of course, I went, I got out of school, and I uh, went, went to college, and and similar, in similar kind, you know, little special adaptations. Of course, by then they had a little bit more technology that you could, you know, use textbooks on, you know, on the computer and, mm-hmm. uh, a, a special computer adaptations allowed for, uh, your reading, and, uh, print and CCTVs had come out. So, and I use one now that, you know, you can just, you know, blow up your, Yep. Uh, your, your mail and your textbooks or whatever it is to, to whatever size and condition that you might want. Mm-hmm. So my, my first job I got into was into IT. Uh, I, I did uh, some computer networking for a paper manufacturing company in Texas. I'm originally from Texas. And, okay. they have, they, uh, and I worked for the East Texas Lighthouse for the Blind. And it was a uh, paper manufacturing company you know, they have a lot of different lighthouses all over the country that, you know, help people with uh, low vision blindness and, you know, with government contracts and stuff like that. So I worked there for about eight years doing IT work. And, and it's just after a while, it was kind of hard for me to sit in front of the computer screen and, and you didn't really feel like you were doing much by, you know, helping people uh, fix their printers and change their email or whatever. So I kind of just kind of felt like uh, there was something a little bit lacking and I wanted to like, do something more for society or humanity or whatever. And, um, that's when like, like you, um, somebody said, well, why not try out, you know, uh, massage therapy. So, um, so for a while there, I kind of quit my job there and I spent like the things that you do when you, whenever you take a break from college or work or something like that. And I kind of spent the the year doing a little backpacking across Europe. And then I also hiked a section of the Appalachian Trail, you know, just all kinds of little wow, different things. Good for you. And, you know, yeah. So, you know, you got, you know, all these little different things that you, you know, can do and get out there and, you know, try and quote unquote find yourself or whatever. So then after all of all of that kind of stuff, I decided to go ahead and get into massage. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was and it was a little hard for me to be a massage therapist because it was a little more conservative. So I wasn't as successful in Texas because it was harder for me to find work. And so um, eventually, I uh, moved to Oregon because I wanted to kind of feel like I wanted to live somewhere different. You know, and I always promote the idea is that whenever you get out of school or something, and travel and and mm-hmm. and go to a different culture or a different place where where you can kind of get a different Perspective on life, you know, always a good idea to think differently, you know, and view the world differently. No, no, no pun intended. So, you know, and uh, so I moved to Oregon and I went ahead and, and went back to school to do massage. And for now, I've been doing massage for about eight years and I run my practice out of my house.
1: Isn't that wild? I, I congratulations for all of that, man. That, that That's yeah. amazing. Um, I want to explore a little bit more about the backpacking, uh, across Europe, uh, Sure. as somebody who is, is visually impaired. That's really cool. And, and then to, to go in the Appalachian mountains, uh, how did that work out for you? That, that must've been a, an amazing adventure for someone with a, with a visual impairment.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I got like a whole slew of stories about all the different places I went to see, like Italy and and France and Switzerland or whatever. What I did is I got a Eurorail pass and each city that I went to, I joined up with like some kind of tour group. So that way I was I wasn't entirely by myself. I was around, you know, a bunch of different people, a bunch of strangers that I never met before, but I would hook up with like a particular tour group you know, that would take you around to the different places. So as long as I close to the group and, you know, all that kind of stuff, it allowed me the ability to navigate, you know, uh, around and to see different things or, or whatever. Because like I say, I have still a little bit of vision. So mm-hmm. so some of the sites aren't completely lost on me. I mean, my favorite place was hitting up there. on am going to the top of uh, uh, the, uh, in, in the, one of the tallest mountains in Switzerland, Jungfrau was, uh, you know, getting up there at 14,000 feet and getting a lookout over the, you know, over the countryside and yeah. that kind of stuff. So that was, you know, that was really nice. So that's kind of how I managed that visually is just kind of, you know, linking up with a particular tour group, you know, you'd plan mm-hmm. in these kind of things a little bit ahead of time. So, you know, which kind of tour group there is in that, in that, particular city. And then, you know, you, you can, you know, use uh, public transportation or, or, you know mm-hmm. uh, the visitor centers that most cities have and that kind of stuff. And then after that, after all the, the touring in Europe and that sort of stuff, the Appalachian trail was was brought on by uh, a, a gentleman that I was working with uh, at, at the lighthouse What ha- had told me about it. And there were actually uh, several other blind people that have written books and have done like documentaries about hiking the Appalachian trail. And I thought, well, if these blind guys can do it, you know, why, you know, why can't I, you know? Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, I'll just, you know, try that out. So I, um, so I took an Amtrak to, uh, to Atlanta. Now the Appalachian trail is like a 2,100 mile footpath that goes from basically north of uh, Atlanta and goes all the way to Maine. So it's about 2,100 miles. But the uh, the Appalachian Trail is pretty well-maintained where it has like a bunch of foot, it's a, it's a footpath, you know, right. like you're walking along, you know, a, a well-maintained trail uh-huh. and a lot of the trees have big giant white markers on them. So it lets you know that you're you know, still on the right path. So I I didn't really feel like I got lost too much because there's always a marker there to tell me that I'm still going the right, right direction. You know, occasionally I might, you know, veer off a little bit here and there, but there's usually, you know, in the uh, spring, there's a lot of people around that say, Hey, you know, you go back over here, whatever it is, you know, and, uh, You know, to keep me on track, it was a you know so visually. I mean, there there were a few little challenges that I had to face about crossing roads and Mm -hmm. and getting uh, uh, up there some of the peaks or whatever where it wasn't as marked as well because you're at the at the tree line and there's no trees. So, uh, but you know, I I made it through pretty well. You know, I did about 900 miles of it. I didn't really do like the whole whole thing Mm because by the time I got to the end of Pennsylvania, I was a little I was pooped.
1: dude i get pooped 30 minutes on the treadmill congratulations for doing that uh, that, that that's yeah. amazing uh you're a guy who's not scared of doing things with your vision or lack thereof well, vision. I, I, I don't
0: Well, my my mother raised me pretty independently. So, you know, just taking on challenges or whatever it is. I mean, the way that I look at it is that everybody, you know, whether you have a blindness or you don't, everyone has some kind of hang up, some kind of disability that, you know, that uh, an obstacle that they have to face, you know, and some are natural, some are, you know, life circumstances, and some just kind of show up, you know, in, in your life out of the blue. But I mean, if you're it, but part of living life is to overcome these obstacles. I mean, that's I think that's why you're put on this earth is to cre- uh, is to create and to uh, use those obstacles as an opportunity. To better yourself and to create new things, you know, mm-hmm. because without them, you know, if life, if people were just sailing through life like it was a breeze, you might start taking it for granted. Mm-hmm. Or there would be no inspiration to create, you know, a lot of artists and, and musicians, you know, uh, that, that exist, you know evolved from suffering or evolved from challenges that they had overcome. So I don't consider myself as quote unquote blind or as somebody with a disability, just an obstacle that, you know, is a challenge that I haven't faced or I haven't overcome yet. So
1: I I love the, exactly what you said there. I've had the same thought in, and I, I tell people that all the time that we all have disabilities Um, mine's just, you can kind of tell that I have a, you know, a a disability because of my, you can see what my eyes look like, but we all have, we all have challenges in life and we all have to overcome those challenges. I applaud you for, for saying that because I think there's a lot of people who are very scared to take the challenge, uh, and, and, and not, you know, go to the next level or go to the next challenge in their lives, uh, because they do have a disability. So, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we have to, tell people and, and prepare people and, and uh, encourage others who are visually impaired th- that you can do whatever you want and set your mind to.
0: Right. I mean, cause our own limitations that are, you know, in our mind. And if we perceive ourselves as having a limitation, Oh, I can't do this and I can't do that or whatever. Well, then that's exactly, you know, what you're going to have is a, is a limitation. Mm. You now, granted, I, I can sit here and say, oh, well, oh, poor me. I can't drive a car or I can't fly an airplane or I can't do this and that. But what I can do is I can write the Appalachian Trail and I can start my (laughs) own massage practice. I can write a book, start a podcast or whatever. You know, I can do those things. I, I just have to try, you know, put it out there. And even if it, you know, isn't the greatest, even if it sucks, you know, you can, you know, take pride in knowing that you at least made an attempt to make something. You know, because, you know, I said before that, you know, if you don't do anything, then you don't get any results. You know, you know, uh, so if you, you know, try and and get some kind of result, whether good or bad, at least you you put yourself out there and and you, you know, made that attempt and you never know what kind of who you're going to touch as a result of putting something out there.
1: Right. Now let's talk a little bit about the massage therapy business that you uh, started. And as you say, you're running it out of your house. Um, Was it a challenge to become a massage therapist as somebody with a visual impairment? Uh, And how do your clients feel the fact that, hey, this guy has a visual impairment? Are there any downsides to that? Well,
0: initially, I whenever I went to massage school, you know, I, I was like you. It's like, oh my god, that's a lot of reading and a lot of you know, learning about anatomy and blah blah blah. But I think I was blessed with uh, some really good teachers, a really good support system when I went to school. Because here, uh, vocational rehab services kind of helped get me into the school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then whenever I got there, they were able to provide some accommodations like, you know, the textbooks on the, uh, on the, uh, on the computer and, uh, large print, um, uh, uh, handouts and, and things like that. So, because a lot of massage is more hands-on than anything as right. far as practical applications concerned, it's a hands-on you know, business. There's even a, uh, I can't remember her name, uh, it, it's Envision, but it's a uh, massage school out of New Jersey where they specifically train people, uh, blind people, to be massage therapists. It's, it's a really? school that's specifically designed to trained massage therapist or whatever. So, I mean, so it's a, you know, massage itself is a, you know, more of a practical learning where you a hands-on kinesthetic, um, skill. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and for me, it's a little bit more intuitive. You know, I, I feel like I'm a little bit more an intuitive massage therapist than say somebody that has, you know, regular vision or whatever, because I'm using my hands not only for massage, but I use them for, you know, cleaning the house and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, fi- finding things in the dark, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so I use my hands a lot. My hands are my eyes, so to speak. I, I tend to find more problems or, or, you know, deviations in somebody's body mm-hmm. um, than than maybe other massage therapists do. And that's kind of how I market myself. Is right. that I, I'm an I'm an I'm an intuitive massage therapist. So clients will often say to me like, "Hey, this is the best massage I ever had. You found things on my body that I didn't even know, you know, were were wrong, you know, or whatever." And right. so, you know that that can tends to be my specialty is being able to find and correct things on people that you know most other massage therapists not might might not be able to. And so that's how I you know, drawing the crowd.
1: What's the biggest challenge you've had, Kyle, in your life?
0: Biggest challenge in my life is, I guess, is more getting to a point where I love myself, where, you know, and I don't, rather than value myself on the good opinion of other people, loving myself exclusively, exclusively based on who I know that I am, which is a spiritual being having a human experience and that I'm whole, perfect and complete. Mm
1: -hmm. And why is, why was that a challenge?
0: It was a challenge because I mean, as, as a teenager, I mean, you know, a lot of, you know, when you're trying to figure out who you are and where you fit, you know, you feel like you're a little puzzle piece and you're trying to shave the edges so that you can, you know, fit into the world or whatever it is, when, when it's really just a matter of trying, you know, to be who you're meant to be, show up as to who you are and not try to fit into what society says that you, that you should. And so mm-hmm. as a teenager, that was a really hard lesson to try and overcome.
1: Mm-hmm. Talk to the sighted community. What would you tell them about being a blind person?
0: Well, I I feel like, you know, as far as like the blind culture is concerned, don't be afraid to ask questions. I mean, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, that's the blind person over there. What if they get mad at me if I am curious about their guide dog or I'm curious about how they're using that cane or what if they need help crossing the street or whatever? And I I would say, you know, most of us out there are okay with you asking questions with with approaching us and asking those questions, because when you ask questions, you learn you know, and I'd rather somebody not assume that I need help and just say, Hey, do you need help? You know, Mm -hmm. that, that would be something that I would, I guess, promote.
1: Yeah. Uh, you said you wrote a book. Let's talk a little bit about that. What was your book about?
0: Sure. The book was, uh, you know, I kind of explained a little bit, um, is that uh, it's a conglomeration of some of the blog posts that I've written for my massage practice that focuses on like massage and, uh, well-being and uh, just thinking positively and self improvement, but it also integrates the the things I talked about here about you know how I grew up and and uh, overcoming those challenges as a blind person and hiking the Appalachian Trail and some Appalachian Trail stories that I that I've had mm-hmm. and just overall you, know, uh, you know just a kind of helpful quick tip type book about, you know, educating yourself and staying hydrated and, you know, taking a look at your nutrition and being of service to others.
1: And what's the title of the book?
0: The name of the book is called Fostering Energy. And you can find that like on Amazon and all the other places that you can find books and stuff.
1: Do you have a website, Kyle?
0: My website is PleasantSpirit.com. Massage practice is Pleasant Touch Massage. And you can find that at the website you know, pleasanttouchmassage.com and you can book an appointment there. But both of both of those websites can are linked together to my blog, blog posts and podcasts and, and, and my book and all that sort of stuff.
1: Plug for your podcast.
0: Pleasant spirit dot uh, pleasant spirit podcast. And again, you can find that on all the platforms too. And it just kind of ties into, you know, pleasantspirit.com and Uh, all the health and wellness type stuff.
1: Excellent. Kyle, you are a uh, ray of sunshine, my friend, and a a whole lot of energy in there. I wish you all the success uh, going forward, and uh, we look forward to chatting with you again soon.
0: Everybody have a pleasant day. Thanks for listening to Blind Like Me. If you have a comment or suggestion about future casts, drop us an email to blindlikeme at outlook.com. Blind Like Me is a Tim Black on air.com production.